United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Let us shift the discussion to Syria, which has become more and more of a problem. After ISIS, what comes next? We have seen these heartrending pictures of starving children. The group, uh, that is the ISIS group, the ultimate defeat is far from assured the United States can play a critical role in precluding the emergence of the Islamic State 2.0 is one of the topics being taken on by Mona Yakubian, who is a senior policy scholar at USIP. And uh, that is United States Institute of Peace. The Twitter handle is at USIP. Mona joining us here on POTUS. Mona, welcome back. Thank you for being on POTUS today. Thanks for having me. This is the key question is what happens? Number one, I guess, is where goes Bashar al-Assad after this is over with? Well, Tim, I think, uh, unfortunately, Bashar al-Assad, his hold on power remains actually quite firm. And so I think what we're seeing with the, the sort of the fall of Raqqa uh, another victory against the Islamic State, we're now going to see the Syrian regime perhaps look to try and further its hold on power, perhaps making a play for that part of Syria now that, Ruk, that, now that ISIS is being pushed out. How does the United States take an active role or at least a participatory role in the recovery in Syria without playing the heavy hand that the U.S. was accused of playing in, for example, Iraq? Well, I think it's, it's very clear the United States has said that it will not play uh, a major role or any role, frankly, in the reconstruction of Syria as long as Bashar al-Assad is still in power. So without a political transition, the United States and, frankly, the international community more broadly has, has stated that it will not participate in the reconstruction of Syria. But I think that's a, a separate question from what happens in Raqqa. Uh, remember, this was the capital of the so-called caliphate of the Islamic State. So now that ISIS has been ejected from Raqqa, it's, it's really going to be critical that efforts are made to help stabilize that city so that we don't have a vacuum arise that, frankly, allows for extremist groups and others to come back in. And here I think the United States, as a leader in the global coalition to defeat ISIS, can play an important catalyzing role in ensuring that there is appropriate humanitarian assistance that comes to the people of Raqqa, that there is an effort to, to begin to help bring some security and, uh, to the city and to try and begin to stabilize it. Mona Yakubian with us, senior policy scholar at the U.S. Institute of Peace as we discuss Syria. I want to ask about Russia because Russia had positioned itself as an ally of the U.S. in the fight against the Islamic State, yet has always maintained its relationship with Syria and Bashar al-Assad, despite the fact that the U.S. has said that Mr. Assad must go. And I wonder, how does Russia's role in this uh, complicate any kind of recovery? Oh, I think I think it's an enormously complicated situation. So I think I would I would first and foremost note Russia as being an ally of the Syrian regime. That's been its critical role um, since September of 2015, when uh, the Russians came in in a very significant way militarily. And so now I think what you're seeing is quite frankly the Russians uh, taking the lead in trying to determine what happens next in Syria. Uh, they have most recently had a, a, a conference in Astana, Kazakhstan, which is where uh, they're working with uh, 
Iran and um, and Turkey to try and um, you know basically figure out what comes next in Syria, keeping Bashar al-Assad in power. Um, so I actually see us, frankly, set up more for rivalry with the Russians in Syria rather than than cooperation, particularly once ISIS has been completely uh, ejected from the country. You know, we mentioned them a few moments ago, the Kurds. It seems to me we're in a pretty interesting place right now. I think interesting might be the wrong word. But, you know, in Iraq, which obviously borders Syria, the U.S. has not said that it would stand with the uh, you know, with the Kurds who have voted to try to get independence. Uh, and the Kurds obviously have been armed by the U.S. The concern is whether or not they might fight back against the Iraqi government. And as we've mentioned, they're an important part of the, uh, the, the the reconstruction in Raqqa, and, and I wonder how the U.S. relationship with the Kurds is playing into this and how it might play into this. Well, I think there's some very interesting parallels between Iraq and Syria, where in both instances, the Kurds have been relied on heavily uh, to fight against ISIS. Um, and so I think what, what we've seen, though, is now as, as ISIS recedes, as those military battles uh, lead to the defeat of ISIS, now we see the exposure quite frankly, of secondary conflicts, primarily Kurdish ambitions um, in the case of Iraq to, uh, to consolidate. Uh, and of course, there was, a, there was an, a failed attempt to hold an independence referendum. I think in Syria, what you're seeing is the Kurds essentially looking to consolidate their hold on uh, a semi-autonomous region in the northern part of Syria. And this potentially sets up yet another conflict where the Syrian government is saying that it wants to retake control of all of Syria, to include these Kurdish-held areas. Uh, the, the big question is, what role will the United States play in that? Will the United States stand by the Kurds uh, and push back against the Syrian regime? I think that's a big question mark. And when can the Syrian refugees in Jordan go home? <laughs> and that's, a, that's a terrific question. I mean, unfortunately, um, as long as the situation in Syria... Uh, remains as unstable as it is. And it should be clear to your listeners that, that this is a conflict that will go on for quite some time. I think it's very, very difficult to imagine significant numbers of Syrian refugees in Jordan or Lebanon or Turkey uh, returning to Syria. That said, we have actually seen small numbers of people returning to areas where the violence appears to have receded. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to see any significant levels of return uh, anytime soon. Because that's putting a big strain on uh, on Jordan, uh, among other places. This is this has happened. Uh, Mona, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Tim. Take care. Mona Yakubian, who is a senior policy scholar at the U.S. Institute of Peace, discussing the Syria recovery. I guess is probably the appropriate word. The U.S. needs to play a role in the humanitarian effort, specifically in Raqqa, is her take. But if you look at the map, you can see that the Kurdish region in Iraq, the Kurdish region in Syria, very much related. And whether or not they are getting what they want is going to complicate matters a lot. And as we had said, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad is going to stay in power. The Russians are helping to prop him up. The U.S. role in this, murky at this point, and very complicated. And we appreciate the fact that she's able to at least remove some of the the, the mystery around this. The Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.